everyone, welcome back to ASAP. My name is Nell and I'm one of your hosts. Hey everybody, this is Saba and I'm one of the other hosts. Yes, if you guys don't know it already, then that's kind of sad, but um, you guys should know us by now. And this is our episode number four. Four, took you long enough. Okay, so this is episode number four and today we have another very, very special guest. So would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah. Um, hi, guys. My name is Juhan Rahman, and I am a sophomore at Athens Drive. Woo, okay. So welcome, welcome, Ruhan. Welcome to our episode. Um, just a little warning. This podcast does tend to get a little bit crazy because we talk a lot. So why are you giving all you know, to him? Should I not? Excuse me? Well, I thought everybody knew by now, you know. Okay, anyways, so in today's episode, Ruhan will be sharing his story about... Ruhan, do you just want to go ahead? I think you will be better. Yeah, about um, being openly gay at Athens Drive. So, uh, Ruhan, in this episode, we won't really be asking you that many questions. There will be only two questions that we'll be asking you, but none of them are that serious. So, would you just like to start off on how you um, discovered that you're gay and what was your first reaction finding it out or, you know, anything you're comfortable sharing? Right. So, um, this there was this person in my life. Um, this was back a few years ago when I was like 13. Um, and I was like in seventh grade. This was when seventh grade had just started. Um, and I had this person in my life that um, was like my ultimate role model. And I looked up to them more than anyone. And I didn't really look up to anyone else. And they were like my, like, they were like the soul light of my life. And um, basically, they, uh, they, um, they came out to me as gay. Um, and so when they did that, that kind of, uh, that kind of gave me the idea that, Hey, maybe that's something that's okay. Because if this person that I look up to so much and is such, um, a leader in my life, if they're gay, then that has to be okay. And they were telling me about, um, these experiences they had and how they found out they were gay. Um, and I started noticing like, Hey, I, have a lot of these same experiences so maybe that means I'm the same way and you know I'm I talked with them about it and um I kind of did like soul searching and I looked within myself and um I I found out eventually that I was gay it was it was a very easy experience for me I would say Hmm? oh I just say before we before you wanted to move on um I just wanted to tell that person like if you're listening thank you and I wouldn't have been where I am without you today and you know who you are that is so amazing do you think in Athens dive everybody is open to like you being um, is everybody really accepting yeah um definitely more than uh, I could expect actually I've been out publicly since uh, seventh grade um I remember like ever since seventh grade like the whole school's known and I haven't really had much trouble um especially at Athens Drive I feel like uh, I wasn't expecting that much um everyone's more mature in high school anyways um I really only had like one bad experience ever at Athens um and it wasn't even that bad so uh I would say I would say Athens Drive did a pretty good job but uh you know we definitely still have work to do because uh, one one situation is one too many. 
Do you think you being an immigrant also adds on to it? Yeah, I feel like that does play a role because um, obviously that adds to my identity as a minority. So, um, you know, not only am I gay, but I'm also an immigrant and um, I'm also a person of color. So, yeah, I would say that definitely adds to my identity as a minority. Okay, so first of all, thank you so much for sharing your sharing how you discovered. And do you think, you know, when you found out and when you came out to everybody, do you think people around you started acting differently or were they just very accepting or how was that? Oh, no, my um, everyone was definitely very accepting. And I know a lot of people um, when I first came out to them, they were like, oh, we already knew we were just waiting for you to say it. And I was like, wow, like, uh, I guess, I guess I can see where you're coming from. Like, I kind of knew within myself, too. I just had to notice it, you know. And like, really only like a, the only difference is like, it was like a positive difference. Honestly, it was people were just more like, they were more insistent on, hey, I'm accepting of you. Like, I, I want to know that uh, I, I want you to know that I'm accepting of you and that it's good with me. You're okay. Wow. So it seems like you have had a very good experience, which is, you know, kind of unfortunately very rare to listen to or to hear about. Because the community or the society itself, I mean, till this day, I would say it's very um, close-minded. I know, that makes yeah, me definitely. so happy. Since like, especially right. being an immigrant, like I know, I know a lot of Asian countries are still hesitant mm-hmm. in accepting the LGBTQ plus community. So it's such a refreshing thing to hear like, so accept, there's so many accepting people in our community. Yeah, and I think, I think honestly, uh me being out and accepted at school um it's really really something that like it's really an important part in my life because it really is the only um place where I am able to express myself because um you know um no one at home knows except for um like my younger cousins that are my age like none of the adults know my parents don't know um, nobody else in my like family community knows um, so, you know, I can't express myself at home when I'm with my family. Um, so I have to do that at school. And I'm just fortunate that I am able to do that at school and not, you know, be able to do it in a safe way at school. Right, right. So um, I'm not quite sure if I should be asking you this question. Uh, but if you don't feel comfortable answering it, uh, just feel free to say no and we'll just edit it out. Um, <laughs> so if you do plan on telling your family, how do you think they will react? Um, I honestly, I, I don't know, um, how well they would take it. Um, like, I know, I know that they don't, they don't hate gay people. Um, my mom has been, um, friends with gay people. I had this friend in middle school who had two dads, um, they were gay and I went to, um, their house and like, I hung out with them and my mom talked with them and she treated them normally. She didn't treat them like any other way. She treated them like she would treat any other non-gay person. Um, so I, I don't think, I don't think they're necessarily, um, homophobic. I just think that they wouldn't want that in their son because that, um, that clashes with what they think I should be based on our religion and our culture and our traditions. You know what? I actually completely understand where Ruhan is coming from. Um, most of the Asian parents, I would say, they're not very accepting towards finding their it's children. It's not that like, accepting. It's 
it's more of like the culture and the way they were mm-hmm. brought up and the way how right. were, like it it's more accepting in america because people have been coming out ever since like mm-hmm. the early 2000s but for our culture and mm-hmm. stuff like that it's such a new concept not a new concept but people have been recently opening up i'm pretty right. sure they were like lgbtq plus community before people like started opening up but they just didn't want to accept it because of the backlash and stuff Mm-hmm. Um, so this is just something uh, I, I personally want to know, Ruhan, from you, is that let's say that you didn't move to America and you stayed in Bangladesh. I hope that's fine. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. So let's say that you didn't come to America and you stayed in Bangladesh. Would this situation still be the same in your opinion? Like, would you still um, would have been able to, you know, know know more about yourself? You know, I I don't think so, but I don't know how. Um, I don't know how well I can answer that question because you know I've only I only used to live in Bangladesh until I was six years old, so I really don't know like how exactly the community there is. Um reactant towards that like I know the general idea like yeah they're generally against it um but I don't know like how well someone that is actually living there would know but um based on like my my experience living in America um my knowledge living in America I would say no because um I think I wouldn't have the exposure to these ideas of acceptability um that are here and uh there, I would also, I also feel like I would be, um, like, much more, I would be surrounded in, um, by ideas that would go against that. So I feel like I would, um, I would not just to fit in, you know. I feel like at some point, it might would have just gotten a little uncomfortable for you as well, because if you did find out that you're gay and you still lived in Bangladesh, then as you said, that it will be kind of hard for you to fit in according to their norms and according to their societal um, rules and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I also wanted to ask you, like, you know how movie industry, everybody has a general, like, idea and stereotypes everybody from, like, a minority? Like, if you watch a movie and there's an Indian representation, like, you would just see them, like, being the most annoying, like, nerd ever. <laughs> And like, there's always these stereotypes. Um, and I know there's like stereotypes with, within the LGBTQ community too, like gays being like a certain way. And then do you ever think like you got stereotyped in real life, like after you came out to people? Um, yeah, I definitely, I do think I've been stereotyped. Um, people have, uh, ex- people have assumed that I like certain things. People have uh, assumed that I am certain ways or people have assumed that saying certain things to me are okay just because I'm gay and they thought that that would make it okay when it's not. Um, so yeah, I would say I have definitely been stereotyped. So I know you already said that Athens Drive community has been pretty accepting to you, but did you ever get stereotyped in Athens or was it just outside of Athens? Um, yeah, it was it was pretty much all over. It wasn't like um, just in Athens or just outside of Athens. It was just like generally everywhere in my life. Okay, that's actually kind of very sad to hear, but everyone gets stereotyped these days. Even I would say even the Asian community has a whole gets stereotyped a lot. 
And the LGBTQ community as well. I mean, I have seen some very bad stereotypes, I would say. And I mean, I don't want to share that because I do think they're very pretty, pretty offensive. I don't think, I think they are pretty offensive. Isn't um, so, general statement, like, I know a lot of people do this when, like, uh, straight men or another statement, like, to taunt each other, you're just, like, throw around the statement, you're gay. And I, I, I yeah, like, I hate that thing. Then why, like, what is the matter? Like, even if you are gay, what just makes me mad? Like, yeah, yeah, do you have any, like, opinion like how sometimes people just use that uh gay term to insult, insult others yeah um yeah. yeah i definitely think that's wrong because uh when an insult is something that's uh inherently that's uh definitively derogatory so when you use gay as an insult then you're labeling it as derogatory as a derogatory thing and obviously that is um bad that is incorrect and you know what's more sad is that I still hear like even in social media or in just in Athens sometimes I do hear like oh dude why are you acting so gay like oh dude please no offense but I'm not gay and they say it in a way that is completely offensive you know how I'm so friendly (laughs) just in general like every time Veronica (laughs) and I were together I was like you guys are so gay I'm like even if I am gay, like, what is the matter? Like, am I harming you? If you don't like being gay, don't be gay. Why are you attacking me? So I never denied it or anything. I just, it's just so useless. Like, the term has been used so much as in, like, an insult. That makes me mad. Like, why is it an insult? Also, just, like, as a small action, like, holding hands with your friends or just, like, hugging them. <laughs> they try people are like oh that's gay oh that's oh bad. yeah oh, oh that's this oh are you guys this like mind your own business i'm just gonna say that mind your own business don't come and give your opinions to others when they never asked for it you know yeah honestly whenever someone is not familiar with something or is not exposed to a certain idea they immediately start to think that it's a bad thing to do so yeah Exactly. Even if, like, being an immigrant also, I think you can relate to the same thing as being an LGBT. Like, it's a double-double. Like, it's, you cannot do either or, you know? It, in an immigrant, like, if you go up to your school and then you start eating, like, your cultural food even, you're like, what is that? It's like, yeah, just because you don't eat it doesn't mean that you're wrong. Or just because you don't like girls doesn't mean that I can't like girls. <laughs> Yeah. Or if we like went to school and we took a pot and we started eating with our hands, they'd be like, oh, what are you doing? No, you know? no, that is uncivilized. You cannot do that. Exactly. <laughs> we are apparently the most uncivilized people ever because we eat with our hands and apparently it's a crime to do so. Yes. You know, on the like discrimination note, I have this one friend Every time I would get in the room, and I do not have an Indian or Bangladeshi accent. So every time I would get in the room with him, like, it's like, mm-hmm. uh, it's like everyone's talking. And all of a sudden, he just switches to an Indian accent. I'm just like, <laughs> dude, <laughs> I know it's fun or whatever. Like, sometimes I do it, too, because it's like, it comes out of my mouth. So, like, it's funny for me to, like, do it. But when the moment I walk in and you start um, behaving a certain way because 
I am um, brown. That just makes it really racist. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, that thing with uh, accents. Um, I have whenever I tell people that I'm an immigrant, so many times the first question they say, they immediately ask, "Oh, really? I never would have guessed. Why don't you have an accent?" And I'm like, um, "Just because I'm an immigrant doesn't mean I have to have an accent. Like, why would you expect every single immigrant to have an accent? Like, that's a stereotype. That's a generalization." Yeah, also, like, another thing. I'm sorry, am I cutting oh, you off, Salva? No, no, no. It's like they immediately ask, like, oh, but you speak English so good. Yeah, that's what I was yeah, going to exactly. say. The first like, thing they ask me, like, how do you speak English so well? Like, how do you know it? Like, so, we have English in Bangladesh. Like, I, li- I learned English from when I was a baby. I went to an English school in Bangladesh. So, um, it's not like... English is only in America, like. Like, just because you cannot comprehend more than one language doesn't mean that I can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they get so, so surprised. You know, it's, it's often happened to me that they're like, oh, do you speak any other languages? And I told them that, yeah, I speak, I speak Bangla, I speak Hindi, I speak Tamil, I speak a little bit of Caribbean and these things. And they're like, what how do you know all these languages and yet you speak english so well i'm like um you know when people can know more than one language right did you guys ever get like uh say something in your language oh or like oh yeah write my name oh my gosh and it's like they'll never they'll never understand what what that's like because you know English is seen as the universal language so no one's gonna say oh say something in English for me right because then they're gonna look like the weird one because it's like oh wait you should know English everyone should know English because it's like the universal language um but like they don't understand that when they ask that question they're they're exoticizing it they're making it seem like something alien or something like something like flashy or weird you know what I mean like it shouldn't be like that should be something very normal you know I feel like we get called exotic because of our skin color in America but it's just so bizarre to me because there are billions of people the same color as us and I just think like there no one is exotic but if someone was to be exotic we are the least persons to be exotic because there's like three billion people in India and combine like every brown person that's like a lot so do you guys ever get um it's a generalized because every other brown person that someone sees they're like oh are you from india Have you guys- oh yeah definitely also especially being from bangladesh because i'll tell people oh i'm from bangladesh and they're like oh what's that and i'm like oh it's this little country that's right next to india and they're like oh so basically india and i'm like um no not basically india it's it's a whole different country um and that's like you're invalidating my nationality you're invalidating a part of my identity that's like saying oh so you're basically from canada it's like the same thing you're like right next to each other like obviously that is very incorrect like that is very some people would even take offense to that like you're invalidating my identity so there should be no reason why you why you um should be invalidating any part of anyone's identity i totally feel like 
if you go up to a white person, like American, who I don't want to really call it, if you, I am not American, then technically a white person shouldn't be American too because we are both immigrants. But we're gonna come to that later. But you know, if you go up to a person and then you call a uh, American can Canadian, they're gonna look at you like you you're just the stupidest person in the entire world. But that's the same thing to like calling exactly. a Bangladeshi Indian. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Some people just have a very hard time understanding the geography here, I see. Another thing talking about geography is that, um, did you guys ever get that question if you tell them that, oh, I'm Asian? They're going to say, what? No, you're not Asian. You're, you're not Asian. Yeah. Like, you cannot be Asian. <laughs> yeah. I used to I, believe you're Asian. <laughs> I thought you were from India. Like, where do you think India is from? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't, um, I don't know if they, if everyone um, knows their basic seven continents, which is definitely very concerning. Um, and not only concerning, it's harmful because then they go and say things like that. Exactly. And some you know, there's like millions of times that I think I've said this before in the previous episode uh, as well, that oftentimes Asians in America are generalized based off the East Asia, like China, oh, Japan, and Korea. They think only those countries are part of Wait, Asia. Even though that though, those people also get discriminated by like from oh, yes. China. Like if you yes. look somewhere like you're from East Asia they're always yeah. going to say, like, are you Chinese? But then if you're from, like, South Asia, are you Indian? Like, there's only two countries. I don't know where they think, like, Asia is. Because if technically Asia is a continent, and if you think that yes. China is the only country in Asia, then why do we declare a continent inside one country? Like, I feel like that's mainly because um, Americans in general are more prioritizing their own geography than the world geography yeah they're used to they're used to one continent being yes one one continent one country one One continent one race because everyone in the continent basically like the people of north america the original people are white so uh they're like, okay, North America means white, so Asia has to mean the same thing. Asia mm-hmm. means this race. Like, that's not <laughs> how it works just even because it like, works where you live. I know, mm. like, even if you go to someone and ask them, like, to identify some countries in North America and South America, they generally think, like, North America is just USA. Like, Canada and USA and Mexico, like, there is no other existing country there. Yeah. And, of course, South America... For some reason, I don't know why, but for some reason, South America is Mexico. When Mexico is literally <laughs> in North... I just don't understand why people think, like, North America, or America in general, is just one continent, which is just, like, the United States of America. It's just the United States is in that continent. Yeah, and then everyone speaks... <laughs> for, you, for, for Americans, it's only United States. Yeah, like, there is no other. Everyone who speaks, like, Mexican, I mean... Spanish is just identified from like those like some of the countries like oh Mexico or Spain or like I I don't know any other right (laughs) and this one is uh, actually very rare but whenever you tell someone that you're an immigrant they often take you as like you're an illegal immigrant or they're like really taken back 
yeah they're like really taken back they're like what you're an immigrant has it like they've never heard that word ever again like okay first of all since i'm muslim there was this one chapter we were learning about like um 9-11 in mr rayhor's class and there goes one like he was talking about line of us and then this one kid goes like saba you know about this i'm like what (laughs) no way I this happened in, in 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 Mr. Rayhor's like last year. Oh, well, I was in freshman year. Oh, okay. two years ago. Okay, yeah, two, two years, years ago. ago. But yeah, and then I kind of like didn't just ignored it because I didn't want to talk about it. But sis, you should have went out. You should have went out. But then also like the one thing like being called illegal. There was also being like there was a shooting. Um, so they were like, oh, they were killing illegal people. And then my friend looks at me like, you're not. And then I jokingly said, like, yes, I'm illegal. And then she was actually concerned and she looked at me like, you're not the right. <laughs> okay. I think you got to change your friend group seriously, Saba. I think you got to change yeah, your you friend Yeah, you might want to consider that. I changed yeah. already. Like, um, I don't know why that would matter so much if someone's illegal or, or legal immigrant. I mean, it definitely does not have any effect on you being friends with that person, does it? Also, first of all, like, just saying, like, people keep saying that, oh, you guys are coming to America and stealing our jobs. You are not oh my gosh. doing the jobs we are going to do. There oh are my so gosh. many jobs. I feel like if you're I think they one, fail to realize that their economy would be nothing without us. Um, like your country runs on immigrants. The only reason on you guys are anything is because everyone wants to come here. So um, like be careful about what you say because you know if we obviously we're not this is not going to happen but if every every illegal immigrant or if any person that's quote unquote stealing your jobs just up and left then uh yeah your country would be in shambles period period i mean america is just built by immigrants america is built by immigrants you cannot yeah. say that america is built by only this certain race like only this race can live in this country you can't say that because that race that you might be claiming that they are the real people, they're also immigrants. No comments. But anyways, you, um, I, I guess it's time to wrap it up. We don't want this episode to go uh, way too long. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for listening to this episode. I guess this is where we wrap up. I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation. I don't know how much of helpful it was, but I really hope it was heartwarming and just has um enjoying as it was for us it was it this was kind of a different um episode than the rest of them because the rest of the episodes are just kind of a mess this one i i really really like how this um episode went personally um what do you say saba uh you know i have to agree with you because you know this episode especially for someone who is out there and is having a hard time coming out can really be inspiring, inspiring, words are tough, inspiring to them, and so thank you so much. Did you say expire? Yes, I said expiring, okay, leave me alone. Thank you so much, Ruhan, for joining us today. You're welcome, thank you for having me on. (laughs)
Yay! So this was a good, good episode. So Hassawa said, and I completely agree. Thank you, Ruhan, again for coming here and sharing your story. Um, I know not a lot of people are comfortable doing that, but I really, 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 really am like, I kind of feel a sense of proudness all of a sudden. I don't know why. That um, oh, wow. we got someone to feel comfortable with us and got someone to open up their story. So I feel really oh, proud. Wow. And yeah. Well, I'm thankful that you guys uh, gave me a platform to share this on and potentially um, it potentially inspires someone to come out and be comfortable with themselves. Okay, guys, so um, that's about it. Thank you so, so much for listening to this episode. If you have not listened to our previous episode, I highly suggest you go and do so. And if you guys are still wondering that what is this podcast or these two random junior, high school juniors just talking about random people and talking to random people, well, I suggest you listen to the pilot episode, which explains everything. Warning, it's a little chaotic. And that's about it. Again, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.